Good evening, everybody, and welcome to High Spirits. I'm Jay Stagman, and with me, as always, is my pal, Noelle Schmidt. That's right. <laughs> and uh, um, you have just tuned into the show where uh, two best friends uh, get drunk and talk about ghosts. Oh, I thought this was tea talk. <laughs> and we talk about loose teas, bag teas, tea bagging, tea bagging. No, it's High Spirits. Oh, chai tea. <laughs> Uh-uh. Tea with lemon. Hey, Noelle, uh, I, high see spirits. That, <laughs> I see that you're drinking booze over there. What's it called? Uh, it is called the Banished, or the Banished, if you are going the Shakespeare route. It's a 19 Crimes wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love them. That yeah. looks creepy. It's so, um, I'm going to describe the Did label. Did you do that? I kind of wanted to. <laughs> I've done, maybe have done this to pictures. Uh, um, it's basically, um, like uh, they etched in... Um, the banished into a picture of like what is um uh, uh, uh what is this called what kind of picture is this mugshot mugshot thank you I'm a lot at a loss for words already <laughs> I think we've let the spirits kick in uh they've etched that into the mugshot and then they've also like crossed out this guy's face like like angry crossing out like you're like crossing yeah, out eyes and stuff so the banished you are not welcome here <laughs> dark red. And, and I, I'm drinking sweet water, and I'm drinking their Hash Session IPA. Oh, not the 420. Sweetwater, <laughs> you and your beer names, we know I what you're up know. to. Look at you, Hash. Hash 420. Hash. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, they just started um, distributing Sweetwater up here. It's a, uh, is <clears> it <throat> North Carolina? It's, it's South. It is Atlanta. Okay, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people are real into the Sweetwater beers. Yeah, I mean, um, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I got this A ringing in. endorsement. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweetwater hash. It's fine. It's okay. <clears throat> It'll do. <laughs> Noelle, anything you wanted to chat about? Um, I wanted off? to uh, follow up about Pamela Anderson's kids' names. Um. Oh. So we said we were going to check into that and find out what their actual names were. We had said that they were Brandon and Dylan, Mm -hmm. and they are indeed Brandon Thomas Lee and Dylan Jaggerly. (laughs) And you know damn well those boys are named after characters from 90210. That's amazing. I have to tell you, first of all, it's amazing that I even thought to drop that <laughs> reference, and it's amazing that it was actually accurate. I think it's so good. <laughs> I, I just, I mean, that just tells you the level of smarts. The, no. the smarts that is, Mm-mm. no, I mean, that's deep. <laughs> That's going real deep. I would only hope that she I mean, would have daughters like, named. If you see something like Hidden Figures, mm-hmm. you should really be inspired to be like, those women are smart. Right. I just happen to be, uh, uh, my memory collects data. Mm-hmm. So let me just say, I am not smart. I cannot get people to space. But no. if you want to win pub trivia, yeah, ring me the fuck up. You will not lose. Except when you select Taylor Swift as your Hillary Swift. No, Taylor Swift as oh. your <laughs> as your theme, and you have me as your partner, and I know zero about. I Taylor didn't. I've never selected Taylor. Swift. You totally selected Taylor Swift as your theme that one night, and you were like, "Hey, do you want to do trivia with me?" And I selected Taylor Swift. And I knew zero about her. I don't think that's accurate. That is 100% true. Okay. And we lost big time. <laughs> I did not lose on Dolly Parton night. No, you sure didn't. You one ski, one ski. Right. I think that's how... No, I don't know. At that trivia you were talking about Maybe that we didn't... used to go to is that the very losing group would choose the topic for the very next week. Maybe that's what it was. So, like... Like, the reason we did Dolly Parton one night is because I had completely lost the, the, the week before. Right. Maybe yeah. that's it. So maybe you didn't select Taylor Swift. Maybe Guaranteed that was the I, thing. Guaranteed I didn't. But you also were like, hey, do you want to be my partner? And I was like, sure. I know nothing. No, I usually, I was such a, I was a jag. One time I did Dolly Parton, but the other times I'd be like, uh, the history of aeronautics. 
<laughs> just so people really had to do some like fucking thinking. You like walk in the door and they're like, great, she's here. <laughs> I know. I don't go anymore. That's fine. Because <laughs> you're banished. I'm not. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. Banished. 19 crimes. I only committed one. <laughs> the Noel Schmidt. <laughs> All right. I'm going to start on my shit, y'all. All right. Let's do it. Okay, um, <clears throat> we're going to talk about a lot of things. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to go deep. Real deep? How deep? Um, To the center of the earth. <gasps> the core? To the center of the earth. Molten lava. Earth. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. So let me go ahead. I just want to do, like, uh, I'm going to call this Ghosts Around the World. But it also is the uh, history of the ancients to uh, modern tale. Oh. Are we going to talk about, like, reptilians and, and all of that shit? No, we're or... talking about ghosts. Okay. I don't know. Like, God, you're such a conspiracy theorist. I'm I love such everything a nerd. Sorry. I mean, that's our other podcast. I'm happy to <laughs> I'm really excited. I was like, no. we're going deep down. Okay. 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 All right. Um, so just a few things before we get started. <clears throat> just talk about ghosts. This mm-hmm. is just like a general ghosting program. So many times I'm just like so specific about one thing. So the concept of a ghost is based on the ancient idea that a person's spirit exists separately from his or her body and may continue to exist after that person dies. Day one shit. Day one shit. What I want. Because of this idea, many societies began to use funeral rituals as a way of ensuring that the dead person's spirit would not return to haunt the mm-hmm. living. Mm-hmm. Okay. You and I had just done a bunch of um, episodes about uh, uh, burying people in cemeteries and shit that had gone awry. Yeah. And I want to say something about that. Sure. Um, I made a very big point about burning me. When I die. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I want to, I want to just add to that. Um, I'm totally fine with cremation, but if you guys, it, like whoever puts me to rest would like Why to do. Why did you look at me? I'm not putting you to rest. I'm sorry. That's somebody else's Because you're going to die first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm old. So old. Very old. Um, 75 and doesn't look a day of it. Thank you. Uh, uh, I would, I wouldn't shy away from a traditional Norse funeral service where I am floated out to sea and then set upon the, fire, set upon fire with the flaming arrow. That's fucking cool. That's cool as shit. It's cool as shit. And if you guys want to do that, please yeah. have at it. But, right. but at the end of the day, burn me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Coming in strong. <clears throat> So, because of this notion, um, I have to talk about burial really fast. Okay. I'm just going to, like, kind of cruise through where this came from, and then we'll move through other things. All right. Okay. Like I said, we're going ancients to now. Okay. Um, and again, if you're, tun- if you're tuning in and you're like, this is 101, I totally get it. But the, the problem that Noelle and I have is that we very, we really, like, select specific things to talk about, and we never really talk about... The basics. The basics. <laughs> no, and I think... And people have actually talked to me about that, because I'm like, oh, yeah, you guys know. And they're right. like, no, we don't. Uh, no, I think this is actually very important, and <clears throat> I've thought about doing something similar to this, so I'm glad that you're doing it, because yours is going to be very researched and well thought out, <laughs> where mine would just kind of be thrown together and be like, ghosts, here are some things that you should know. Here are some things. Here are some bullet points. Now run with it and have fun. And prosper. <laughs> yeah, prosper for sure. Ghosts. So I am going to start with uh, burial, which okay. seems very obvious, but we have to talk about it really fast because um, people, uh, most people don't know why we fucking do it. Do you know why we do it? Um, I mean, I know there there are things, there are like, there's folklore around like. You can just quote filler on the roof and say, <laughs> just do it. <laughs> I don't know that part. Tradition. Tradition. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot of that. I know there's also like folklore behind like um, the dead rising and like Mm -hmm. shit like that. So you want to bury them in the ground and make it more complicated. Is that what you were going to say? Well, it varies um, from tradition to tradition, but I will talk about the ancient version. Tradition. Thank you. Tradition. (laughs) I have to finish it now. Oh my God. It's in my head. Tradition. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So humans, we've been burying our dead for the last 100,000 years. That's right, 100,000 years. Wait, but if the Earth is Stop only... It. <laughs> Don't. I mean, keep going. Your math doesn't make sense. Okay. Um. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> from what we know from studying... From science. From science, 100,000 years <laughs> we have been burying our dead, human beings. Okay. Um, Allegedly. Yeah, okay, great. Um, <laughs> this is uh, seen as an indication of respect for the dead. Okay, so that's how that kind of started. Um, it's the ritual act of placing a dead person or animal. Lots of animals get buried. I mean, um, I've buried <clears throat> some cats. Sometimes with objects into the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I buried my cat with her pet dot or with her toy doctor. With her what? I buried my my catophilia with her toy doctor. What the fuck is a it toy was like doctor? A, it was like a stuffed animal veterinarian. Oh, okay. It was her first toy. <laughs> I mean, that's beautiful, but the way that you said it sounded so confusing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> it was important that I do it. Yeah. I don't care about burying anything else, but for that cat, I had to fucking do it. I'm into it, yeah. Yeah, it was important. So, um, for burial, aside from respect from the dad, uh, for the dad, it has been used to prevent the odor of decay, uh, to give family members closure. Also, um, this is a really important and, and, a, and a thing to think about for our ancients. It prevented them from witnessing the decomposition of their loved ones, which must be awful, right? Like yeah. Back in the day, <laughs> right. no refrigeration, somebody love dies and you right. just watch them, uh, <clears throat> ashes to ashes, dust to dust, and um, having read a lot of true crime, worse things in the middle. The FBI will let you know about, like, well, you and I did that thing. It's it's pretty awful. We did the CSI in uh, Las Vegas. Which is not worth the money. Not worth the money, but, but we did, the, like, the larvae investigation yeah. and, and figured out, like, like we from killed the, it. From the, yeah, we did. From the age of the maggots, how long has this right. dead body been dead? <gasps> Which... By the way, I'm I'm really fascinated by that type of research too, with the larvae and um, mm-hmm. the flies and all that stuff. I think Mary Roach wrote a, a book about that. Yeah, it uh, started in um, uh, in a Scandinavian country. I can't remember which one. Where I think I think it was Sweden, um, where um, a scientist out there started like experimenting yeah. with the flies and all that. Um, and he is he travels all over the world. Um, it's interesting, and they they, yeah. they they actually have a um, they have a farm. It, yeah, here. Yeah, he's Where they the have piece a, of what? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, that's what I meant. He was the first one. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, he was the first one to start the farm. Yeah, is what I was trying to say. So I think that is in Mary Roach's books. Uh, stiff. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it totally is. So you can actually read that excerpt. Uh, maybe it's an essay online, but also, I mean, just just know that it's interesting that you can tell uh, the decomposition of a human body. Uh, nowadays, in the 21st century, we mm-hmm. use that to uncover crimes. Um, back right. in the ancient world, uh, having a loved one sitting around, uh, molding, decaying, and turning into bug and uh, uh, animal meat was disconcerting. So they would put them deep into the ground so that would not happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and not that it to, wouldn't happen, but they wouldn't see it. Right. And just to clarify <laughs> a little bit more, yep. um, for those of you who aren't familiar with that research, just because we talked about it a little bit, um, there are different stages in decomposition where different types of bugs react to your body and feed off of the yes. decomposition. So it starts with like a, um, a net more, it, like the bugs get bigger as it goes and like yeah. they, they, they lay their eggs and then that turns into something else and it's this whole thing. Until um, your bones. Yes. So that's how, um, these forensic psycho- scientists can determine how long bodies or Jay and Noel at CSI Las Vegas doing it in about 20 minutes when the tourists were just <laughs> fucking annoying us. They were taking too long. We were like, get a clue. We got this. <laughs> God, we did that. So we're fast. wearing the vests. We did. We wore the vests. We were so like, oh. <laughs> um, so that's that's how they determine the length of um a death basically, or how long somebody's been dead. So sorry to go. Oh into no, that. no no you're fine. So I'm still talking about burial. So okay. um uh for many in ancient cultures it was a necessary step mm-hmm. um in terms of the afterlife slash life cycle. Well and going this- forward I'm gonna talk a lot about the afterlife uh just in case anyone is like weary or crazy or like doesn't understand that 
religions and culturals or and cultures are just you know things that people do. Uh, we're going to talk about all sorts of different beliefs here, so um, be open to it. Well, and one thing I don't know if you touched on it, but just the smell <clears throat> alone—it's not even just like oh yeah, we talked about it. you did, but like I, I have a I have a family friend who is. Um, a police officer back home and he told the story about this elderly woman who passed away in her home and um, she unfortunately didn't have any like close family or nobody that really checked in on her and um, he, that when they got to the house finally and discovered her he actually had to um, buy a brand new uniform and throw oh, yeah. out his shoes because the stench it's gross. of that decomposing body is so great and like you hear these stories about the smell, um, and you, you, I don't think like I've never experienced it, so I don't know. But hearing that story from him, it kind of like broke it down for me into a way where I could understand it. Where I was like, oh my gosh, the smell is that bad that you had to buy new shoes. Mm -hmm. That's insane. And to think about during this time when people didn't have like deodorant or like yeah, they weren't yeah. bathing on a regular basis. So they were already used to like a natural body odor. Things stink already. Yeah. <laughs> like meat was sitting out probably. Uh, and like they were used to like these scents. So the fact that this was like, Oh man, we can't handle this. Yeah, that's yeah, problematic. Sure. We got to bury the six feet under. Like that's right? a thing. That is a thing. So I'm going to like, uh, uh, just kind of bust through these things. Uh, the location of the burial may be determined, taking into account uh, concerns regarding health and sanitation, uh -huh. uh, uh, religion, and cultural practices. Uh, interestingly, some cultures actually keep the dead close to provide guidance to the living, uh, which is what you were talking about with Six Feet Under, mm -hmm. where they're like, we want you close, but but you need to be like underground so we don't like fucking smell you. Mm -hmm. So you're within a half mile. And then uh, others banish them by locating burial grounds at a, at a far distance from inhabited areas. Is there a reason for that? Yeah. Or... Banishes in um, uh, quotes on my page. And the deal is some cultures are like, we want our relative. We want, we want our ancestors to guide us. And the others are like, we are terrified, i.e. modern mm -hmm. day ghosts. Right. We are terrified of you. Okay. We um, are concerned that you may visit us and we don't want that. Okay. So we're going to put you two miles away. Interesting. Does it make sense? Yeah. Well, so like on some level, it's like, it's like one culture is like, stay close. Right. And the other culture is like, we love you, but we're afraid. Which actually explains everything about uh, America. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really fascinating to me. Like, my um, my grandparents live across the street from our local cemetery. And, like, uh -huh. most of... That's where everybody is buried. Everybody mm -hmm. in my family is buried there. Um, is on my dad's side, at least. And um, everybody that I grew up with, their family is buried there. And my grandparents lived across the street. And as a child, my grandma and I would go to the cemetery and she would tell me <laughs> stories about um, our ancestors and her family. Mm -hmm. And that's actually how I learned our family history. And it's actually a very endearing thing to me. That said, it's also really creepy to me. Like cemeteries still have a creep value. Like I loved walking through there during the daytime with my grandmother, but at nighttime you couldn't catch me there. Mm -hmm. So I see both sides of that. Mm-hmm. I like that. It's interesting okay. that you say that because there is a difference between day and night. Yeah. In 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 the human psychological uh, spectrum. Uh huh. Right. Um. This is not on my sheet, but we'll talk about this in a second. Um. The way that uh uh other animals are nocturnal, mm -hmm. such as bats and uh, lemurs. Lemurs. Um. Human <laughs> beings are diurnals. Okay. Right. And being diurnal just means that we are awake during sunlight hours. Right. Which has given um, birth to all of these terrifying midnight ghost stories. Uh-huh. Whether they be vampires or, or people visiting us in our sleep. Um, uh, note, please note, it all takes place at night. Mm hmm Which I find so fascinating. It is very rare that one 
finds a North American uh, daytime ghost story. I um, read an article or an interview with um, um, Amy Allen, who is the medium on um, Medium in the Book. The Medium in the Book. Um, also known as the Dead Files. <laughs> and <laughs> they were like, the, the interviewer asked her why um, they, she always does her walkthroughs at night if that's when ghosts are more active. And she kind of laughed and she was like, oh, no, 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 that's just for TV. That's all for effect. Um, that's when they want me to do it. She's like, I could walk in there at any time during the day and still have the same reaction and stay still have the same like feelings and yep. Um, when Megan and I were at the ghost conference, uh, our medium that we took our class with was like there. I mean, you, it was in the afternoon. She's like, they're all here. Right. She's like, it, it's only, it's only your belief of night being mm-hmm. mystical and scary. Right. But well, this is, this is our legacy. It's a hangover of being a human being. Mm-hmm. You can't see things. It's a little, Agreed. it's, and it's something You're that, tired. Everything's weird. Right. It doesn't look like it's supposed to. Yeah. Well, and I see it like it, it with my daughter who's four and when it's nighttime and we're like walking out of the grocery store or whatever. And the, you know, the sun's gone down and she's like, I don't like the dark. I'm afraid of it. So it's an inherited thing. Yeah. I used to be afraid of the dark. where it's, it's, I think it's very natural yeah. because Cause we're diurnal we're diurnal and you, your surroundings completely change. It's kind of that Uh whole thing with like a cat. Like we were talking that thing with like the cucumber behind the cat. You remember Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm, where -hmm, people mm -hmm. were putting a zucchini or cucumber or whatever it was behind the cat and videoing it. And the cat would, would see it and lose lose their their shit. shit. And the reality of that was that it wasn't that they were afraid of a, a long green vegetable it was the fact that their surrounding had changed and it creeped them out mm-hmm. you even had that long conversation we about did it. because I, people were like oh my god that's so cute i want to do that to my cat and then no. we actually saw a vet talking to the people and they're like please don't do that because you're causing ptsd yes don't do that to your cats like the reason why your cat is normally chill is because they've got this shit covered <laughs> the reason why right. they see a cucumber in the room that slid up behind them is because they now no longer trust you or yeah. life so it's kind of, it's the same concept mm-hmm. though, where all of a sudden if the lights go out, you're like, you don't know where anything is suddenly. You could be at the place that you live at every single day for like the last 10 years and the lights go out and you're like, I don't know where I am. Yep. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. So I just have like a, a couple more things on burial and then we're going to get to something else. Um, <clears throat> some religions consecrate special ground to bury the dead. Uh, and some families just build private family cemeteries. It just depends on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some cultures believe in an afterlife and uh, in those cultural, in those cultural cultures, uh, burial is believed to be a necessary step for the individual to reach the afterlife, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting because you and I have done so many things where someone finds uh, bones, et cetera. And then the answer is bury them. Right. Which uh, we'll get to some of these stories. Uh, in other cultures, that makes no sense. Right. Because who cares? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, the last thing that is... That was a big thing for... I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you. No, that's all right. Um, but I love all this stuff so much. But that was a big thing for Egyptian culture with burying them yep. in the pyramids and the tombs because they had to go through like the... Are you going to do this? Are you going to no, talk about it? No, no, no. But they had to actually go through that journey to get to the afterlife. Yes. Um, and that's why it was so important to entomb them and mum- or mummify them. Yes. Okay. Sorry. I almost did it in this, but we're going to, okay. it, it actually took up uh, way too much. <laughs> so right. I'm going to do it. I'm actually going to do it in a different time, but okay. I, it's interesting that you brought it up. Um, and <clears throat> final note is that most modern cultures document the location of graves with headstones, mm-hmm. which may be inscribed with information and tributes to the deceased. Right. Uh, just so you guys know, that's just us. Ain't nothing saying we gotta. Right. We do that. Mm-hmm. Right? So no Tradition. Told... <laughs> yes, thank you for keeping on doing it. Uh, in the last episode, no also something about like, oh, isn't it so sad that um, all those uh, gravestones only had like numbers by them? I mean, I guess. Right. And it's... I don't, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to attune our brains to understand that as modern people, that is sad. 
well, as ancient people, they're just like, here's a rock, here's my guy, I know, yeah. you know. And know. it well, and it was more I wasn't so sad about the fact that um just to clarify <laughs> to defend myself. Yeah, because I was calling you a pussy. No, it was more no, the, it was, was more saying, the yeah. fact that it was said that they didn't have family or the money to have a proper burial, Agreed. so yeah. they had to go into that pauper's grave. Um, I, you know, like, like a, I've made it very clear that <laughs> I don't need to be buried anywhere. Yes. Um, but having doing, like, having taking those tours of the cemetery with my grandmother on numerous occasions, and um, it being a wonderful childhood memory for me, there is something to that for me where I, I love, and we, I, ta- I mean, we love going to the cemetery. I mean, I go to cemeteries everywhere going, I go. Yeah, we love walking yeah. through and reading what's on the gravestones and seeing it. I think it's a wonderful tradition, actually. Yeah, I think it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's not necessary. Yeah, I it's mean, not a thing, but it is a thing, right? Yeah, it just depends. Um, <sighs> so I know I'm doing Ghost 101, even though we're really far into this, so no one's going to make fun of me. But let's talk about traditional ghosts and hauntings before I get into okay. what we're going to get into. So, places that are haunted are usually believed to be associated with some occurrence or emotion in a ghost's past. They are often a former home or place where he or she died. Mm-hmm. Right? We got that. Aside from actual ghostly apparitions, traditional signs of hauntings range from strange noises, lights, odors, or breezes, uh, to displacements of objects, etc. Mm-hmm. Right? We've talked about these things. Right. Um, while ghost stories are often explicitly meant to be scary, um, most of the time they've been told or written, uh, written to serve many purposes. Sometimes comedy, sometimes um, just exercises in morality, mm-hmm. right? So uh, as one hears a ghost story, which is why I'm actually like fundamentally interested in ghost stories, like they are interesting just in terms of folklore and history, right? Right. Like it is just that thing that brings us together, mm-hmm. right? Um, ghosts... Uh, often appear in narratives as sentinels or prophets. Have you noticed? I have. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, uh, uh, they're literary tools. Right. So, um, real or... And deus ex machina. Right? Yes. Uh, real or imagined, they are often used to be like, mm-hmm. hey, yo, this is happening. Uh, belief in ghosts is found in all cultures around the world. And uh, therefore... Um, you might find samesies and differences. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should say this, that, uh, in different cultures, um, ghosts either appear on their own accord or they are summoned by magic. <gasps> Black magic? It doesn't say. Okay. But I mean, but we'll but never know. It is interesting, right? Yeah. In, in some cultures it's like, oh, I saw a ghost. And in other cultures it's like. I will raise a ghost to do things mm-hmm. or this ghost will come to me to prophesy. Like in a seance? Mm, yes. Okay. So it's interesting. Uh, linked to the ghost uh, idea um, is this sort of thing that we have where um, places and objects must be haunted by a person. Right. Mm-hmm. there's nothing in, in our logic. There's nothing in our human logic of a hundred thousand years of even burying the people that, 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 that would lead this, lead us to this conclusion. But we, as people think this, I mean, I love the idea of somebody <laughs> of a spirit attaching itself to an everyone object. does. I think, but can I say that everyone does even yeah. people who are scared of it. And that's what I'm trying to get to. Right. We're scared of it because we love to be scared of it. I totally. I'm a big fan of the Child's Play movies. Um, as the fuck is that? We, come on, really? Is that the Chucky? That's the Chucky. Oh God. Do you um quick story? Yeah. Um, my brothers had the My Buddy dolls. Okay. My buddy. Yep. My buddy. <laughs> where I go, he goes. My buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, I thought it was Teddy Ruxpin. Um, no, that's a different story. And that's oh. my cousin. 
which is for another time. Um, my brothers both had my buddy bells. Uh-huh. And um, the timing of my buddy to the release of the first Child's Play movie, not good. Um, because in in Child's Play, um, he's given a doll called, a, I think it's a good guy or something like that. Um, and it's the same concept. And... Uh, so when we were seeing, we never, we didn't see the movie at that point when we were that young, but we kept seeing like the movie trailers for it on TV and it freaked us the fuck out. And so we basically threw both my buddy dolls into the back of a a closet in my bedroom. (laughs) I did the same thing with that. Um, (laughs) kid sister, kid sister. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was a, that no, was I got like a, a, a ventriloquist doll. And I threw oh it. my god, those are terrible. Yeah, I threw it in the back of my closet, and then it emerged from my closet. Which now nope. that I'm an older person, nope, it was probably my brother and sister. That <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It totally was. That like placed him staring at me, right. and I was like, <gasps> I thought I would eat with the back of my closet. <laughs> I mean, I re- yeah, I remember finding the my buddies probably like five years later, and be like, oh right, we did that. Uh, and being still kind of creeped out by them, and yeah. I think properly disposing mm-hmm. them into a garbage bag after showing See, them to my look, brothers. You wanted to. I'm pointing to my page. You wanted to bury them. I wanted to be done with that. Right? Yeah, because even in, even in your like kiddo mind, this is how hardwired humans are for this. Yeah, in our kiddo mind, uh, I always find this interesting too. People are like, "Why oh, did Ouija?" And I was so terrified, and it worked, and so I buried it. Oh. Right? Weird. We often bury things mm-hmm. because we want to ritualize it and be like, you're okay and you're cleansed. It's just kind of like a fucked up human thing to do. And that's, It is in our uh, uh, evolutionary biology. And that goes back to <clears throat> um, one of our very early episodes with the Dybbuk box. Yep. Where the the now owner of the Dybbuk box just determined that it, they just needed to bury it mm. and be done with it. So they buried it into a hole somewhere, don't know where, and we haven't heard anything of it since. It's going to come up a lot. Dybbuk. <laughs> Tradition. Yeah, thank you. You're going to have to keep doing that. Um, so I'm just going to finish on this traditional ghost and haunting part. Uh, oh, there is a, widesp- a widespread belief concerning uh, ghosts that they are composed of misty, airy, or subtle material mm-hmm. which is fascinating um that, that that either is true or not true but we all have that kind of thought right yeah that ethereal sort of thing it's fucking weird right um it's weird that we think that it's the it's the um librarian at the beginning of the yep. ghostbusters movie. anthropologists actually have a reason why we might think this um uh, that uh, the ancients, because they believed that the person was um, different than the spirit, mm-hmm. um, that uh, the the inside uh, would look more like the it would look the it would look like the person, but it would look like the breath of that person. Oh, okay, Isn't that fascinating. Yeah, that is fascinating, yeah. and it's I, I mean I I've always kind of like attached it to, and this might be like my Catholic upbringing, but attached it to like what your soul looks like. It's the same thing. Um, That's because, exactly what it says. It's like because your soul detaches from mm-hmm. your body. Your body's dead, but your soul is still alive. So you look like a mist. So you are a mist, and you. I mean, another, you're mist, but you. So you can talk to people, right? Well, them. but you mm-hmm. also see, and you know, you see all these photographs where you see kind of like a shadow-like figure, or like. A, a translucent type yes. of figure. Are you going to talk about that as well? Am I? Oh, no. You're oh, yeah. looking at your notes like, I'm, I've got this. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kind of do, but like, I'm uh, into it. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, so I, I feel like that's a lot of times too why people tend to have that feeling as well because they'll snap these photos and there will be like a hint of something in the background that sure. they can't quite explain. Yes. Um, but it's the shape of a person, you know? Yes. And I think that's more want than reality, but totally, yes. I'm into it. But also I want it. I want it. Right. I'm when you into- want, when you want things, it becomes your reality. Right. Yeah. yeah. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to, I'm actually just going to do Ghosts of the Ancient World. Okay. Just a second. The <clears throat> Reptilians. No. Sorry. Oh. Um, ghosts. Or not ghosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
<clears throat> they are reptilian overlords. So okay. Deep no, underground. no, I'll stop. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> just going back to the smoke and vapor thing. Um, ghosts in the classical world often appeared in the form of vapor smoke. Um, uh, mostly, mostly because they, they, <laughs> they didn't have any other way to describe them. The converse of that is that they would actually appear uh, uh, complete with wounds that had killed them. Oh. So they would either be souls. I'm sorry, I stuttered so much on that. Like, whatever I was on is really mm-hmm. gross. And I decided not to make it gross. Um, so if somebody passed away in, like, let's say a quote-unquote normal way, they'd be like a vapor, like, hey. Um, if they <laughs> passed away, like... <laughs> By the way, that's how all vapors sound. <laughs> hey. If they passed away, like... I don't know, having been shot by 10 arrows, they would appear to you as a bloody fucking mess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, just like, 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 like a well. wheezing cough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, this, yeah. But you keep talking about Macbeth. I, I do. Um, Seneca, we're going to get to Seneca from mm-hmm. Rome uh, in just a little bit, but okay. he really inspired um, part of Macbeth, the, mm-hmm. what he believed in ghosts. Okay. Uh, but let's go back to <laughs> what is one of the first ghost stories ever told, and it is the Epic of Gilgamesh. Yes! Yeah. I grew up hearing all about Gilgamesh. Did you really? Oh my god. Oh my god. I did not. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Gilgamesh is, uh, in our written word, one of the oldest, uh, standing, oldest living tablets. Actually, carved on tablets. Tablets, tablets 11 through 12. I'm just gonna explain this really quickly, we'll talk about it. Um, uh, at this point in the epic of Gilgamesh, um, which which is what three thousand BC, mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. very very very. That old. sounds that sounds about right. Um, Gilgamesh is overcome with the death of his friend Enkidu, mm-hmm. so he sets out on a series of journeys to uh, search for his ancestor Utnapishtim. Gilgamesh Gilgamesh finds Utnapishtim. Um, who lives at the river, uh, sorry, who lives at the mouth of rivers and has been given eternal life. This is because Utnapishtim has survived a Noah's Ark-like flood. Uh, Utnapishtim counsels Gilgamesh to abandon his search for immortality, but tells him about a plant that can make him young, young again. So then Gilgamesh takes uh, takes a journey on his own. He finds a plant at the bottom of the sea, uh, which is actually in, um, uh, uh, it's a sea of Dilmum, which is current day Bahrain. Ah. Yeah. But anyway, as he's doing that, a serpent steals it. Mm-hmm. So Gilgamesh is so upset, he returns to his home city of Uruk, having abandoned hope of immortality <sighs> or, renewed, or renewed youth. You're doing great with those names. Thank you. But then he finds out he has all he has to do to stay awake. These are the gods fucking with him. Right. Right. All he has to do to stay awake is uh, all he has to do to be immortal is to stay awake for six days and seven nights. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Humans can do that. So um, he fails. Well, if he was if he had enough monster energy drink (laughs) and cocaine. Yeah. There's just a truck driver from Memphis. Anyway, uh, as he's sleeping, out of out of nowhere comes his friend. Hi, Kido, right? Hey, buddy. Kido rises <laughs> rises like the wind, and the two embrace. And Gilgamesh is so excited, and he's like, "Oh my god, this is this is my friend. This is a ghost." <laughs> um, and he starts asking him questions. He, his friend, mm-hmm. what's it like to be a ghost? What what is what is the condition of being dead? And and Kido does not answer. Because he's a ghost? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> this is the oldest ghost story. This is amazing. And Kido knew that what he must reveal would only cause his friend Gilgamesh sorrow. Oh, no. And yep. Kido. Take him on for the team. No. Nope. Will not tell his friend because <sighs> he's all, yo, if you knew. Yeah, and like it. Okay. This is like the first. First case of propaganda <laughs> for the towards the afterlife. Right. A little bit. A little bit. That's incredible. Okay, so I'm gonna take you to the Bible. 
Old Testament, don't worry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I didn't want you to think I was being controversial. <laughs> Actually, I left out the New Testament completely because there are three New Testament ghost stories, and I was just like, I can't get the hate mail. What is it, Lazarus? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. They're all, uh, he's a, he's a zombie story. Um, <laughs> okay. Nope. We're not even doing it. Okay. Uh, but we are going to, um, uh, Samuel in the old Testament was, which, uh, was written approximately, uh, in 930 BC. Okay. One Samuel 28 verses three to through 25 mm-hmm. explains this story. Israel's King Saul finds his nation on the verge of war with the Philistines. Um, Saul is terrified and seeks God for guidance. However, God does not respond to Saul in visions um, through the words of prophets or by any other means. Saul, therefore, seeks the help of a medium to conjure the spirit of a prophet named Samuel, who has been dead and buried for years. Saul indeed finds a medium, the so-called Witch of Endor. Do you know the Witch of Endor? Um, well, this is it her. It sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's from the Bible. Oh my God! Maybe I'm getting my Bible and Lord of the Rings mixed up. So anyway, the Witch of Endor subsequently succeeds in calling forth the spirit of Samuel. Oh, yeah, it's in the Bible, friends. One Samuel twenty-eight three through twenty-five. Witch of Endor. Look at that motherfucker. Anyway, um. <clears throat> Samuel, who has now been um, uh, reanimated for Saul's uh, personal use, Samuel informs Saul that God has torn the kingdom of Israel out of his hands due to his disobedience, thus delivering the kingdom of Israel to David. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's from the Bible. And that means it happened. Yep. <laughs> That's how I roll. I want to take it to Greece. Eighth century Ancient. BC. Ancient. Uh, let's talk about Odysseus. Okay. Odysseus. Love that guy. Really? No. Oh. Odysseus travels to the underworld and makes the offerings. From according... the book written by Homer? Yep. Okay. Makes his offerings according to Circe's instructions. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book... Uh, the Odyssey, they call um, ghost shades. Yep. Yep. So whenever I say the word shades, know that I'm talking about ghosts. So um, I'm going to interject right now. Sure. Um, before I went to college, uh, or before I started at the school I went to, we actually re- were required to read the Odyssey before we started our freshman year. Oh. And then um, we had an entire... Um, I actually transferred before this happened, but your junior or senior year. So uh, your freshman year, you had an entire semester basically on Greek mythology and the Odyssey, huh. specifically on the Odyssey, Odyssey. And then um, your uh, junior and senior year, you had to take a follow-up class course to that one about all this stuff. So kind of silly, but also kind of awesome. It is awesome. I didn't mean to make, I didn't mean to shake my head that, uh, it was silly, but it just seems like, no, it just mostly sucked having homework the summer before your freshman year of college (laughs) and having to read the Odyssey, which is a long book and not the easiest book to read. Um, so I have some feelings about Odysseus and his travels because I, I think I've stated this before. I'm not great with forced reading. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise you that I read it on my own in seventh grade. I would have probably read it on my own, <laughs> but then they told me to read it, and I was like, "Fuck off!" I'm the worst. Yeah, no. So I did not have to have that. But anyway, because I do like it. Um, he sucks though. <laughs> yeah, he's sure. the worst. Um, the first shade uh, that Odysseus meets is Elpinor. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually doesn't realize this, but he has, uh, he's a crew member, um, of, uh, Odysseus's boat. And when, um, he talks to Alpinor, he begins to weep as mm-hmm. this man tells a story because he has gone into this underworld. He's like, holy shit, you died while I was here. Right. This actually happens to him a, a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't even notice that you were there on my ship. Right. Well, really quickly, uh, <laughs> going back to burial, which is why I wanted to include burial, Alpinor begs Odysseus to honor his death by building a burial mound. 
Yeah, that's right. Essentially, he says, um, if you build a pile of rocks for me, I'm going to not have to be in the underworld. Interesting. Well, and it's, you should finish this because the Greek mythology behind this is so fascinating. It is. With the underworld. Odysseus then uh, sees his mother among Mm -hmm. the shades. And this is news to him because when he left, she was still alive. So he fucking freaks out. Right. Um, he then meets up with uh, uh, Teresius, who is a prophet, a blind prophet, who tells him, uh, Odysseus, that is, that all of his crew members will die, but Odysseus will make it home, but he'll find trouble there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just stopped uh, doing ghosts for the Odyssey because there are like 18 more. There's so many. Yeah. So here's what I wrote in my notes. Odysse- Odysseus meets shade after shade in the underworld, some personal to him and some famous in Greek mythology before he hightails it back to his ship and gets on with his journey. But he spends a very, very, very long time with these ghostesses. Um, so we're going back to the 8th century BC. Uh, people believed in ghosts. What do you want to add? No, I just wanted to say like it's it's so interesting to me with these traditions and with the strong belief and wanting to be buried um, by so many cultures. And you see, like um, we both are very into true crime and um, watch a fair amount of Dateline or you know true crime documentaries and stories. And you see these cold cases um, where they don't know where the body is and it's so important to the family to recover the remains Mm -hmm. because all they want to do is put the body quote unquote at rest. Yes. And it's, it's really interesting to me actually, because when you think about it now, you're like, wait, what? Right. It's always like, I, I, and and I, I always feel really insensitive when I'm watching this stuff because I'm like, I, (laughs) um, don't like I, I don't relate to that and I've never been in that situation before so I don't know and I can't relate um but my my initial thought is always kind of like well fine like like it, it's more important to get the justice part yes, of it you know I agree so yeah so I always kind of feel like a jerk because I'm kind of like well at this point they've moved on or what, or, or they're dead. So it's more important to seek justice and make sure that whoever committed this crime is, um, <clears throat> held accountable for it. And so the, the fact that it's so important to bury the body and find the remains is like, I can't relate to that. And I feel like a jerk about it whenever I you know watch these shows or whatever, but, um, I get it that it's, a traditional thing and it's related to a faith and, you know, and it's, it's one of those things like what we're saying with the Egyptians where, or what you're talking about with, um, Odysseus where it's like, I can't move on until you've put me to rest. And I think that's such a key thing is like, put them to rest. It's interesting. It's very fascinating like that. Whether true or not, but like going back to the beginning of this burial is, uh, part of the evolutionary biology of mankind. Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. it's amazing. It's actually, it's not on my sheet of paper, which is crazy because there's so many things on my sheet of there's paper. There's so much on your <laughs> sheet of paper. But uh, other mammals do this. Dogs yeah. do it. Chimpanzees mm-hmm. do it. Uh, uh, elephants do it. Um, uh, uh, mammals with big brains, for some reason, bury mm-hmm. their dead fish they will eat the fuck out of each other <laughs> no dice don't there care. they don't give a fuck no but that's so true is that you and you'll see like you'll see these videos of other animals like mourning their dead yeah. and it's um like i'll never forget when um my cat who i referenced earlier passed away and we actually um let her die with dignity in our home like it was kind of to the point where we can even get her to the vet in time um and our dog was sitting in the room with her when she went and, like, breathed her last breath. And he actually, I watched him as, like, I'm sobbing. And he, like, put his head down and actually had a very sad look on his face. And 
I could see like the sorrow in this dog because his buddy was gone and it took him a very long time to actually recover from her death. Like he really mourned her for a very long time. And it was, it was really interesting to see that. And also to kind of like in a weird way, know that like he and I were kind of like on the same page with this. Like we were both experiencing like that grief together. Yeah. It really is. I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible. And again, does it have uh, uh, more to do with grief and sadness or does it have to do with actual spirits and uh, burial traditions? Right, right. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take you to ancient Rome. Okay. Um, Mastereria. I don't know. You just said (laughs) mozzarella. No, I didn't. Mastereria. One of my favorite cheeses. (laughs) M-O-S-T-E-L-L-A-R-O. I a masturbaria. Masturbaria. Stop. Um, <laughs> this is actually uh, interesting. Um, in Roman culture, it is uh, one of the first uh, plays that has to do with ghosts. Oh. There's a play written by Plautus, okay. a young man yeah. called Philolachies, uh, uh, I think. Philolachies. <laughs> Philolachi is is having a great time (laughs) when his father is overseas. Uh, Philolachies, we'll just do Philolachies at this point. Whatever. That's funny. Not as funny. Has uh, borrowed a lot of money to buy the freedom of the slave girl he loves. Oh. One day he's having a house party with many friends, but his slave, Tranio, interrupts. By the way, I love that there were house parties during ancient Rome girl. as well. Dead's way house party. Right. Well, I wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. Anyway, his slave, uh, Tranio, interrupts um, the merrymaking to announce that Philoki's uh, father has returned unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. That sounds right. And will arrive at any moment. I mean, the general panic. Jump your drinks! Right? Tranio Jump off the balcony! He <laughs> hustles Philolachies and his friends into the house and locks the door. And then when the father arrives, Tranio greets him respectfully, but pretends it's dangerous to enter the house because it's haunted. Oh! Yeah. It's our first haunted ever play. All right. Yeah. Oh, this is a play. That's right. You this said is a play. That. It's interesting, right? By so this. Uh, by Proudus. Proudus, okay. Uh, it was written in, like, 20 AD. Uh. Nice. Unfortunately, at this moment, a moneylender turns up to claim the money that, uh, Philolachies borrowed. Tronio thinks quickly and pretends to that the To pay mon- for all those kegs, right? Grr. Uh, Tronio thinks quickly and pretends that the money was borrowed to buy the house next door. Even when Philolachi's father meets the real owner of the house, Tranio manages to hide the truth for some time, but he's found out at last and jumps on top of the altar to escape his punishment. <laughs> All ends happily ever after, however, when one of Philolachi's friends offers to repay the debt, um, thus allowing the father to forgive his son. That's nice. Yeah. And they hug it out at the end. Yep. Even Tranio is forgiven. Everybody wins. Y'all might know this. And then they get wasted. Wait, hang it. How <laughs> down. What does this story sound like? It sounds like a funny thing happened on the way to the forum. It totally does. This is a plot of a funny thing happened. It also sounds forum. like um, <laughs> the end of American Pie. It also sounds like House Party with a house party with a, a oh, kid oh, and play. Kid and play. <laughs> <laughs> But it I do sounds have, like every house party movie. No, ever. I do have to tell you, this is amazing. I, <laughs> I was like reading the plot of Masteria by Masteria. Um and I was like, <laughs> that sounds and then the Varen is like Stephen Sondheim adapted this for a funny thing happened on the before. Um it just proves that we are officially out of ideas. Yep. <laughs> we have lost. So here's an example of a ghost story but just kind of being used to have fun. That's I all. like that. That's really good. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about Pliny the Younger. Okay. Real fast. Famous, famous, famous. There was a Pliny the Elder. Uh, so that's why his name is Pliny the Younger. Um, he wrote the first haunted house story ever recorded around 50 AD. All right. Yep. Uh, in that story, Pliny describes a home in which the apparition of an old man emaciated 
bearded and burdened with heavy chains plagues the inhabitants therein. Those who who bought or rented the house became so frightened they evacuated the property. This is 50 AD. That's, this this is a precursor to Doris Bither. Mm, this is real. <laughs> also, there is a Pliny, um, the progressive rock person guy. What? Out of Australia. There's another Pliny that is uh, modern day. Our this friend, is a really great beer, Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Yeah, Pliny the, the Elder is a thing. And then Pliny is also like a prog rock guy. Our friend Scott, our mutual friend Scott, like he's a, yeah, he, yeah he's really into that dude. And he was great. trying to introduce me to When him. I took Latin, I had to read a lot of Pliny the Elder and Younger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think this is a two-parter? Because you've got a lot more to go. Yeah, it might be. Um, should, we could do a two-parter. Yeah. If you want oh, to. Hang on for one second. I'm gonna if everybody with... wants to, like, I feel like we could do Ghost 101 and Ghost 102. Yeah. Awesome. Let me just finish with the okay. Pliny. Please. Do you mind? I would love it if you um, did. Okay, so he wrote the first uh, ghost story. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going back to it. Those who bought or rented the house became so frightened they evacuated the property. Finally, in this story that he wrote, this is a made-up story, a philosopher who is identified as Epidaurus, uh took up residence there. Familiar with the tales of the ghost, Athendorus decided to immerse himself in uh, his own writing in the hopes of distracting himself for when the ghost appears. However, the sound of rattling chains and moaning becomes so dreadfully loud and terrifying that Athendorus follows the ghost to a spot outside the home, whereupon the figure disappears. Athendorus marks the spot on uh, marks the spot with grass and leaves, and in the morning orders the spot be dug up. The evacuation produces the corpse of a man wrapped in heavy chains. Oh. Athendorus promptly ordered a proper burial. Underlined underscore italics. Right. Athendorus promptly ordered a proper burial for the man and his ghost was never seen in the house again. Yeah. So this is also... So that was fiction, right? That was fiction. That was fiction, but that's really interesting. Uh, both of those were fiction. Because before I step on your toes, do you cover Antigone at all? I do not, but um, and that was a choice. Obviously, we're we're very close to time. Um, I <laughs> thought about covering uh, Seneca right. and um, some of the other writers from Roman history who... Who, who who didn't make up a lot of ghost stories? Because the because the opposite of that is is the fact that her it, it, it's her father right who dies. Oh, Antigone. And mm-hmm. is, am I getting that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, her father dies, and they won't. Uh, who was the king? Um, and there's basically been like a military coup. They won't allow him. And to they be won't there. allow him to be buried, and instead they are like leaving him for the birds to pick him, yep. and that's. Like, that's basically the issue with the whole story is that she is, she won't stand for this. And it's such a horrible slight that they won't give her father a proper burial because he cannot move on to the afterlife because Mm -hmm. he has been disgraced by this. And I, you know. Do you remember Judas? I sure do. You remember what happened to him? With the committing of suicide or... With his body? I don't know what happened. I don't remember that part. As far as I remember, uh, oh, I, I did not think it was suicide. <gasps> oh, no. Judas, Judas definitely committed suicide. Oh, that's not the story I heard when I was a kid. Oh, I'm pretty positive that Ju- Judas hung himself. I thought they tied him to a fence and let the crows eat his eyes out. No, he hung himself. Oh. Out of guilt. We'll have to look at that. We'll look at that. We'll look that up and but we'll follow way, up in he, part two. Either way, he did not give. He was not given a proper burial, he, which was very important. That, that's correct. But that's, that, that that often happens with like like whether it's Jack of the Lantern or anybody else. If they're not giving a prop, if they're not given a right. proper burial, they wander. But that kind of ties into, and we can talk about this in part two as well. Like um, the the suicide aspect of it, taking your own life and not dying naturally. 
Oh, which my. you're going to go get into. <laughs> yes. uh, because that was the whole thing with Judas was that he took his life and he, so we'll, we'll get into that. Um, and we'll confirm that that is indeed how Judas did die. Um, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty confident in that, but I would, I, I'm, I'm giving it to you. Okay. I would assume but I, I could be wrong. I will concede if I'm wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, should we just, yeah, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is now a two-parter. We really yeah, appreciate you listening. Um, so go good. ahead and take a look at the uh, second part of this, um, where we uh, try to figure out and understand uh, Ghost Her Story 101. Um, the second episode, of course, will be Ghost Her Story 102. But um, you're going to hopefully find out a lot about ghosts and maybe shit we haven't talked about on yeah. uh, High Spirits. Agreed. This is awesome. I, re- I I think this is so important that we're doing this. And we're educating people. We're educating ourselves. <laughs> I love this shit. I'm interrupting Jay all the time. And she's giving me looks like, please stop. Never. Please stop. I've Never. Got, You're my best I've friend. got it. You are perfect in every way. You are a baby we, angel. We never have disagreements. <laughs> we are always on the same page. Listen, we're going to go to Cuba. <laughs> we are going to go to Cuba. I know. Oh. Doors are open. Oh, my God. We should do a ghost episode. <gasps> Happening. Okay. okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to a program called High Spirits. My name is Jay Segman, and this here is my best pal. Noel Schmidt. And uh, we're finished tonight with our episode, and uh, Noel has one gnarly fucking thing to say to you. Sweet dreams.